Niggas acting tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches love to drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Go fuck with De Niro, I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk, trigger finger streets, while leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the streets, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, till the wolves come. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catching nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Ladies and gentlemen, throw your ones up in the air for the Bloodline Entertainment Network for the Circle of Debate. And for here, episode 282, the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining today. Shout out to all my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. Shout out to all the circle of debaters. And shout out to everybody who acknowledges the bloodline by hitting that subscribe button on both the Circle of Debate and the Bloodline Entertainment Network. This is a beautiful journey that we're on, and I'm glad that you are coming along for the ride. Shout out to all of you guys. Make sure you also follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Follow on TikTok at Circle of Debate. And follow on Insta- on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Make sure you also follow the Circle of Debate on Instagram and on Twitter. And follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network on all social media platforms. Before we start the show, got to give a big shout out to my sponsors. You already know the motherfucking drill. Shout out to manscaped.com. Promo code DeLorean for 20% off site-wide. Make sure you cop all your manscaping needs at manscaped.com using the promo code DeLorean, all caps, no caps. Get that 20% off. Ladies and gentlemen, get some merchandise because you want to represent the circle of debate. You want to represent the bloodline. You want to represent the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So check out this merch. Now, the reason why why we are here on a Tuesday, just like why we are here every Tuesday, is to talk about TNA wrestling. We do the TNA rewinds here on the Circle of Debate Bloodline Entertainment Network and the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast every Tuesday. And this is just like every Tuesday, but this is a very special Tuesday because we're talking about one of my favorite shows in TNA history, one of the biggest shows in TNA history, Bound for Glory 2006, where it was main event, Jeff Jarrett versus Sting, career versus title. And guess who's the special guest enforcer? The Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. So let's get into that show. Let's strap on your seatbelt. Let's go back in time to 2006, and let's talk about TNA Bound for Glory.
in a we are wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so hyped to talk about this show because this is one of my favorite shows in TNA history. It was their first three-hour pay-per-view outside of the Impact Zone, which was very significant. This show taking place live from Detroit, Michigan, the first time that TNA was in Michigan, let alone first time TNA was outside of Nashville, Tennessee, or Orlando, Florida, besides their first show, which was in, in Alabama, but... This was a huge, significant show, probably the biggest show they could even put on the fucking air up to date. So let's talk about it right now. We start off with the Kevin Nash Open Invitational Exhibition Gauntlet for the Gold. It was a very, very long title, but interesting way to start off the show. We have a 20-man TN, well, not 20, I believe it is a actual 16-man TNA Exhibition Gauntlet matchup which is battle royal style for them. This is basically a Royal Rumble for them. Um, starting out, we have Austin Aries, who is now going by Austin Star. He starts out with Sanjay Dutt. Kevin Nash is on commentary, and Kevin Nash is comedy gold on commentary. He talks about how he was a high flyer, and he revolutionized the style that the wrestlers in the X Division wrestle with today. High flying, high octane. I don't think i ever seen Kevin Nash leave his feet. I don't even think I've seen Kevin Nash ever... Go to the top rope, let alone be a high flyer. But for all the shit that people give Kevin Nash, no one could say that Kevin Nash did not give back in TNA. Kevin Nash took a lot of these exhibition stars under his wing for real, in real life, and tried to help them out with their careers, give them characters. You know, people like Jay Lethal, people like Alex Shelley, they praised Kevin Nash's contributions to TNA, unlike some other wrestlers who came in and just got the paycheck. You know what I mean? Just try to pad their pension where Kevin Nash was here to actually give back. So for all the shit Kevin Nash gets, for all the jokes, all the memes about the knees and all that, Kevin Nash did give back to some of the younger wrestlers in TNA. So you got to give that to him. Like I said, Austin Aries starts out with Sanjay Dutt. Next in the matchup, we got Maverick Matt Bentley, a.k.a. Michael Shane. You might hear us talk about him on the Ring of Honor Thursday uh, podcasts. He is the cousin of Shawn Michaels. He's an X-Division champion. So, really cool to see Michael Shane back in TNA at this time. Number four is my man, ooh, yeah, Jay Lethal, Black Machismo, who was not Black Machismo quite yet. But really cool to see Jay Lethal here in this matchup. My bad. So, anyway, Jay Lethal in this matchup. Jay Lethal, who's still going strong, one of my favorite wrestlers. You know, I, I am a big advocate for Jay Lethal. I think that he is highly underrated. He's a big star. And speaking of big stars and big, speaking of big meaty men, we got A1 from Team Canada, number five here. He is six foot six. The man is about 240 pounds. And some may say, if you're new to this, oh, how's he in the X Division? Because the X Division prides themselves on not being about weight limits. It's about no limits. So A1 fits right along here with the rest of the X Division, guys. Number six was Zach Gowan. The one-legged wrestler who came from the WWF and is now here in TNA in the X Division. Number seven was Kazarian, a guy who is synonymous with the X Division, a guy who is synonymous with TNA, a guy who has done it all, a guy who's back in Impact Wrestling to this day. Uh, you know, recently he's been doing things with AEW, Impact Wrestling, a guy who's still going strong. Big fan of Kazarian. I'm glad to see him here. Number eight was a female named Seralda. 
<clears throat> now, who is Seraldo, you may ask? Seraldo was a wrestler who had, I believe, two matches in CNA. She was basically the China for the team of AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels because AMW, America's Most Wanted, had Gail Kim constantly interfering in their matches. So when they went against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels for the tag team gold, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels introduced this woman named Seralda, this big jacked up female who was going to be the one to neutralize Gail Kim. So Seralda is back here in TNA and she's now in the X Division gauntlet number eight. Number nine is a cult hero in TNA, Shark Boy. I always loved Shark Boy. When I was young, I had the Shark Boy mask. Shark Boy was the shit. Number 10 was the before I mentioned Alex Shelley, who I was surprised Alex Shelley came in number 10, being that Alex Shelley was Kevin Nash's boy, and this matchup was surrounded on making Alex Shelley a bigger star. So I thought Alex Shelley was going to be the last guy to enter into the ring here. Number 11 was a former TNA wrestler from the early Asylum years. His name was D-Ray 3000. He had a team with uh, with Shark Boy. Shark Boy and D-Ray 3000 reunite here, and they eliminate some guys. Number 12 is Johnny Devine. Number 13 is the very, very underrated Elix Skipper. Primetime Elix Skipper is one of the most underrated wrestlers, especially in TNA, with some of the craziest highlight reel moments who could forget when primetime Elix Skipper walked the top of the steel cage, the six sides of steel at Turning Point 2004? That is a moment that is still forever in every single TNA highlight reel, every promo videos. They always have Elix Skipper walking the top of the cage. Love Elix Skipper. We have a dwarf in this match, short sleeve Samson. Number 15 is Norman Smiley. And then finally, number 16 is Petey Williams, the Canadian Destroyer. In the end, it comes down to Austin Starr, a.k.a. Austin Aries and Jay Lethal. And in his TNA return, Austin Aries slash Starr beats Jay Lethal. He is the winner. He is now the holder of the trophy of the Kevin Nash Open Invitational Bound for Glory Battle Royal. Next up, we get AMW, America's Most Wanted, who is cutting a promo backstage on LAX. I thought that this was a little weird being that AMW is not going against LAX tonight, but they're pissed off that Hernandez hit the border toss on Gail Kim. Gail Kim, who is not there tonight because she is injured due to the attack of LAX. If you remember when we talked about the go home show from TNA uh, impact the week before this LAX destroyed AMW and then Hernandez hit the border toss on Gail Kim folding her up. Absolutely violent. AMW says it won't be tonight, but they will get their revenge on LAX. Next, we see ECW legend of franchise Shane Douglas representing that triple threat. Somebody who we will definitely be talking about tomorrow here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast for the ECW show. He is here and he brings out his newly franchised Naturals. The Naturals, a TNA tag team who was there from day one. Good tag team, very underrated. <clears throat> Shane Douglas took over the managerial role for the Naturals because the Naturals used to be managed by the late, great Chris Candido. Now, those who listen to my Wednesday ECW reviews know that Chris Candido and Shane Douglas were very close. They were very close. They were in the faction, the triple threat, with Bam Bam Bigelow and the queen of extreme, Francine. 
And unfortunately, a couple months before this, Chris Candido lost his life. So Chris Candido at the time before his passing was the, the manager of the Naturals, the franchise Shane Douglas, who at this time was more of a backstage role for TNA, took over that man- managerial position for the Naturals. I think that was really cool to see that. The Naturals go into this match for a four-way tag match. It is the Naturals versus the James Gang, a.k.a. the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Road Dog, a.k.a. Kip and BG James. Versus AMW, America's Most Wanted, who we just saw calling out LAX. Versus Team 3D, a.k.a. the Dudley Boys. Really good matchup. Fun match between four teams that will go down in TNA history as four pillars of that tag team division. In the end, though, Team 3D wins the matchup. They are self-proclaiming themselves now as the number one contenders for those NWA tag team champions. Next up on the show, we have a Monsters Ball matchup. It is Raven versus Abyss versus Brother Run, a.k.a. Spike Dudley, versus the Samoan Submission Machine Samoa Joe with Jake the Snake Roberts as the special guest referee. This matchup was absolutely batshit insane. A bunch of six six spots, insane spots. One spot was uh, Samoa Joe hitting a crazy-ass corkscrew dive onto all three men. These guys are brawling all over the arena, the CompuWare, I believe it's called, arena, CompuWare Arena in Detroit, Michigan. At one point, Brother Runt goes climbing up the TitanTron, and Abyss climbs up after him, choke slams him off the fucking TitanTron, and if that wasn't bad enough, Abyss, 350 pounds, six foot eight, monster of mass destruction, hits a dive from the top of the fucking entranceway onto Brother Runt, absolutely squashing him and eliminating him from this matchup. In the end, it was Samoa Joe who hit a fucking nasty senton onto Abyss's face onto thumbtacks. Why would you ever agree to do that spot? Why would you agree to go face first into thumbtacks? Don't you value your eyeballs? Samoa Joe did not give a fuck. He put some, he put the monster abyss's face right through those fucking tacks. In the end, it was Raven who then pushes Jake the Snake Roberts and then goes to hit Jake the Snake Roberts with the Raven effect. Doesn't miss. He misses it. Jake the Snake Roberts, the originator of the DDT, hits Raven with the DDT. Samoa Joe picks him right up, hits the muscle buster. One, two, three. Your winner of Monsters Ball, Samoa Joe. But that's not it because Jake the Snake Roberts wants even more revenge on Raven. So he throws down the Python, the former Damien, onto Raven. Absolutely a great matchup here. Next up, we have a loser gets fire match. It is Larry Zabisco, the living legend, versus Eric Young. Don't fire Eric was a huge thing back in 2006. Um, Eric Young wins the matchup. It was a pretty quick matchup. It was more of a, you know, a let me down match. Um, something to get the crowd, you know, to take a breather. Eric Young is still in TNA while Larry Zabisco. Yeah, out of here, buddy. Next up, we have Jim Cornette who comes out to a huge pop, you know, which is funny because gone are the days where Jim Cornette could come out to a huge pop. (laughs) He says that he is sick as a dog, but he wouldn't miss this for the world tonight. He says that he is announcing that Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle got problems. And that matchup will take place. That dream matchup between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle will take place. But tonight is not the night. So if Samoa Joe comes out tonight and does anything to ruin the main event between Sting and Jeff Jarrett to get at Kurt Angle, 
Samoa Joe will be fired immediately. Kurt Angle then comes out to an even bigger pop than Jim Cornette got. Surprise, surprise. He says that he came to TNA to be the best, and he says he's wrestling now in front of the best crowd, the TNA crowd. He says TNA is the best. Screw the rest. He says that tonight he will call Jeff Jarrett and Sting right down the middle. But he says to Jim Cornette, don't try to protect me. I don't need nobody to give me a stipulation to protect me. Samoa Joe, if you come down to that ring tonight, I'm just going to take you out like I took you out last Saturday on TNA Impact. This leads to Samoa Joe coming out right now. Right after his fucking huge Monsters Ball match, Samoa Joe comes out right now, and he wants a piece of Kurt Angle's ass. Kurt Angle's not waiting. They meet each other at the ramp, and we got another brawl. Another big brawl. Another huge pull apart between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. This one being even bigger than the one that took part two nights ago on TNA. Huge brawl here. The crowd is going crazy. They finally get separated. And it is going to be official. Samoa Joe is gone from the arena. They escort him out of the building. Kurt Angle has no one else to worry about tonight. All he has to worry about is his duties as the special guest enforcer for Jeff Jarrett and Sting. We next get the X Division title matchup. It is Senshi, a.k.a. Loki, who I did a deep dive on his career last week on Thursday here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Strongly recommend you check out my episode on Loki for his Ring of Honor title win and about his career here on the Bloodline, here on the Circle of Debate. Check that out. He had a really good matchup here against the hometown hero, Chris Sabin. Really good matchup. Strongly recommend you go out of your way to see this. Lots of spots. They got about 20 minutes of great action here. In the end, Chris Saban wins. He is your new X Division champion. Really good matchup. Speaking of one hometown hero, let's go to another. Because next we have an eight-mile street fight. It is Christian Cage versus the hometown hero from Detroit, Michigan. The war machine, the man beast, Rhino. Rhino here is looking for Christian Cage. They start out in the pro- in the parking lot. They just brawl. It's a wild brawl all over the parking lot, all over the backstage area. And sooner or later, they brawl into the ring. One year ago at Bound for Glory, Rhino won three matches in one night. Rhino won the Monsters Ball matchup against Jeff Hardy, Sabu, and Abyss. Then Rhino won a 10-man gauntlet to become number one contender. And then right after that, Rhino beat Jeff Jarrett for the World Heavyweight Championship in one night, three wins. A year later, Rhino is in the eight-mile street fight against Christian Cage, his former best friend. And in the end, Rhino is not victorious. Christian Cage wins the matchup after he puts a bunch of weapons and a bunch of shit. He stacks up lampposts. He stacks up ladders, tables, chairs all over and hits some of the most nev- devastating, nasty chair shots. This was the ultimate concerto. This matchup had a lot of action, though. Great match. Um, Rhino hits his ECW-style apron pile driver through a table on the outside. Crazy, crazy matchup. In the end, Christian Cage is your victor. Let's talk about the two main events here. One was an absolute banger, and one was a match that will go down in history. But first, let's get to the banger, the co-main event, the TNA NWA Tag Team Championship matchup. It is six sides of steel, steel cage matchup. It is LAX versus the team of AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. And this was an absolutely amazing cage match. In my opinion, this might be one of the best cage matches in TNA history. 
I would put this up there with Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson versus Kurt Angle. I would put this up there with Lethal Lockdown 2006. I would put this up there with Triple X versus AMW in the cage where you had Elix Skipper walk the cage, like I said earlier. This matchup at Bound for Glory 2006, go out of your way. One of the best cage matches, one of the best tag team cage matches. LAX and AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, they just beat the living shit out of each other. Homicide uses a fork on Daniels. Nasty, nasty spot just ripping at the flesh of Christopher Daniels. AJ Styles hits a huge dive from the top. Picture perfect. It looks just so fucking beautiful. AJ soaring through the air from the top of the cage onto Hernandez. But in the end, it was Homicide who hit a nasty gringo killer onto AJ Styles, dropping him on the back of his head for the victory. One, two, three. LAX is not only your new tag team champions, but they are now the target of both AMW and Team 3D. Main event time for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Special Enforcer Kurt Angle. We have Jeff Jarrett, NWA Champion, coming out. Okay, Pop. Versus the icon Sting, who we haven't seen for three months. Sting here comes with a whole new look. He's not wrestling with the singlet. He's wrestling with the tights. He's got the red. He's got the black. He has a whole new look. It is a mix between Surfer Sting and Crow Sting. And they merged together for this fucking new look for Sting. It was awesome. Sting looked like he was in great shape. And this was a great matchup. Go out of your way to see this. One of the biggest main events that TNA could offer at this time, career versus title. If Sting wins, he is your new NWA champion. If he loses, he vows to walk away from professional wrestling forever. And spoiler alert, we still see Sting doing crazy-ass fucking dives in AEW in 2023, and this is 2006. So I guess you could tell who the winner was. It was Sting. Sting wins the matchup when the referee gets knocked down, and Kurt Angle enters into the ring as the referee. Before the referee could count to 10, he throws the referee out. He hits the referee with the Olympic slam. He tells him, to, let's get it on. And we have a great matchup. Jeff Jarrett goes for the guitar shot on Sting. He nails Sting with the guitar, but to no effect, because Sting just fucking beats his chest. He nails uh, Jeff Jarrett with a few clubbing punches. And then the Scorpion Death Drop puts the Scorpion Death Lock onto Sting. I mean, onto Jeff Jarrett. Taps out your new NWA champion, the icon Sting. Amazing, amazing matchup to cap off an amazing, amazing show. I give this show a strong 4.5 out of 5 stars. It was a great atmosphere, especially for TNA to be outside of the impact zone. It was great to have a huge main event that had a lot of high stakes with Sting and Jeff Jarrett. It was cool to see Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe mix it up. It was a really good amazing amazing uh steel cage matchup great x division matchup really fun shit all top and bottom on this show make sure you go out of your way to check it out bound for glory 2006 subscribe to impact plus because you're going to see this and other great action and i want you to follow along because next week here on the wrestling delorean podcast on tuesday we'll be talking about all the fallout from this show from the next episode of tna impact but you don't have to wait till next week because if you want more Wrestling DeLorean podcasts, we are going to be here tomorrow with the ECW review. We have another episode of ECW Hardcore TV from 1998. We're in September. We're almost closing out the year. We're about to be in 1999. And I can't wait to talk all about what went down on this next episode of ECW Hardcore TV. So tune in tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, hit that subscribe button for the Circle of Debate. Hit that subscribe button for... 
the Bloodline Entertainment Network, and I will catch you tomorrow here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I love you guys. Stay strong. Stay safe. Stay positive. Peace out. One love. Throw it up.